Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. The Apostle Paul in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is now then no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. If you have ever experienced condemnation or have battled with this monster that attacks Christians everywhere, then you will not want to miss today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry in Anaheim, California. And joyfully, we have made it to chapter 8 in the book of Romans. And with us to enjoy this occasion is Ron Kangas. Welcome to the program, Ron. Glad to be here, and I also share your joy and the privilege of fellowshipping from Romans 8, one of the most crucial chapters in the entire Bible. Ron, condemnation is probably one of the most common and negative conditions of believers everywhere. All of us have battled with this at one time or another, and it really can be a serious problem for all Christians if they don't get help, can't it? Well, it is, in fact, a serious problem for many. But that many, the use of that word many, mainly refers to serious pursuers of Christ. Those who love the Lord, they're seeking him, they want to live to him. In contrast to those that are lukewarm or indifferent, or have one foot in the body of Christ, another foot in the world. But yes, this can be a serious condition for any believer, but we are encouraged that the truth in the Word presented to us clearly through the ministry gives us the way to overcome Satan's accusations, to overcome Objective and subjective condemnation. This is what we'll consider, and I believe it will be good news for many of our listeners. Ron, this is a life study that we hope our listeners will really stay tuned to. Before we get into the program, however, we will recommend the printed life study message that accompanies this program. And when we're finished today, we'll come back with the phone number and tell people how they can receive it. It is printed message of Romans Number 15. This is one they will want to have. Let's join Witness Lee. In the foregoing chapter, Paul cried, Wretched man that I am, who can deliver me? By what way I could be delivered? Then, after that, he wrote chapter 8. Now, now, there is no condemnation in Christ. You all have to realize, in this book of Romans, there are two kinds of condemnation. One is the outward kind. The other is the inward. And that outward condemnation 
has been fully solved by the redeeming blood of Christ. Christ's redeeming blood has solved the outward condemnation before God. But after that, when Paul gets into chapter 7, he comes under another kind of condemnation. Oh, wretched man that I am. This is a kind of condemnation. Condemnation not by God, but by yourself. You know, the more you try to be good, the more you will get the condemnation. If you are a careless person, never trying to be good, you will never have this kind of inward condemnation. Right? The more you try to be good, oh, I got to be perfect, I got to be uh, right, I got to be complete, I got to be this, I got to be that. I tell you, the more you say you got to be, you got to be that, the more you got condemned. It is not God condemns you. God would say, stupid child, I don't like you to have this kind of condemnation. But you yourself got the trouble. And you yourself even create the trouble. Listen. Here it says, now, there's no condemnation in Christ. For the blood of Jesus has fully cleansed me. Why you say no? Well, all the time you have heard this. Even, I'm afraid, so many teachers applied the condemnation here in chapter 8 in this way. But here it doesn't say no condemnation for the blood cleanses. It says what? It says no condemnation for what? For a law. Not for a blood to cleanse us, but for a law to free us. Why today there's no this kind of inward condemnation? Because, praise the Lord, there is a law, most potential law, that releases us. Ron, I thought that this was a really enlightening point that Witness Lee made, that there are two kinds of condemnation, inward and outward. What's the difference between these two types of condemnation, and how can we be freed from them both? There are these two kinds, and for the first kind, the objective kind, I would like to use the word judgment as a synonym for condemnation, because God, in his righteousness, must judge sin and rebellion and lawlessness and worldliness, and the flesh, all of these things. And so we can say, yes, that that is a condemnation, but it's the condemnation of God's righteous judgment. His righteousness requires him to judge sinners, to judge the sin, to judge the disobedience. The solution to this is our belief in the redemption of Christ. Christ bore our sins in his body on the cross. He died in our place. This fulfilled the righteous requirements of God. God's righteousness has been satisfied. 
And now this may be applied to all those who believe into Christ, believe in his redemptive death and his life-imparting resurrection. And this release is applied to us when the redeeming blood of Christ is applied to our conscience through faith in the redemptive death of Christ and his victorious resurrection. Then when we exercise this faith and experience the Spirit's applying the precious blood of Christ to us, we have peace toward God, we're justified by grace through faith, we have boldness to enter into God's presence. Practically speaking, it is the blood of Jesus cleansing us from every sin that delivers us from this objective judgment, objective condemnation. But the condemnation mentioned in Romans 8.1 is of a different nature, a different kind. It is subjective condemnation, by which we mean we are doing this to ourselves. A believer is condemning himself or herself because he or she feels, I failed God, I disobeyed, I sinned, I'm below God's standard. So this is self-condemnation. Some dear saints, some dear believers, they try to resolve this by invoking the blood of Jesus, praying for the blood to cleanse their conscience. But that is not the solution here. That takes care of objective condemnation, God's righteous judgment. So let's look carefully at Romans 8.1. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This subjective condemnation, self-condemnation, is the result of our being in ourselves, experientially apart from God, judging ourselves, condemning ourselves. In order to be delivered from this condemnation, we need to be in Christ Jesus experientially. In our position, we have been transferred out of Adam into Christ. We have believed into Christ. We have been baptized into Christ. We are in Christ. But we're speaking experientially because Romans 8 is an experiential chapter. Paul, in Romans 7, was in himself condemning himself. Then he made a discovery. When he is in Christ Jesus by being in the regenerated human spirit mingled with the life-giving spirit as one spirit, he's in a realm where there's no condemnation. It simply doesn't exist when we are in Christ. God will not judge us because his righteous requirements have been satisfied by the redemptive death of Christ. And we are no longer condemning us because we are in another realm where this condemnation is impossible. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Then this verse, to anticipate what's coming, this verse tells us that in Christ Jesus, the law 
of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. So now the highest law, the law of the spirit of life, the law of the resurrected Christ as the life-giving spirit in our spirit, this law, the highest law, liberates us. It releases us. No law can stand against it. Not the law of sin, not the law of death, not self-condemnation. We are delivered, we are freed by being in Christ Jesus, where there is no condemnation, just liberation. Thanks, Ron. That's helpful. Let's rejoin Witness Lee with more of our life study of the book of Romans, chapter 8. Yes, no doubt, above us, you have the love of God, demanding, and no doubt you have a real good now, so awake in your mind, thinking, making up your will to do good, and you could never make it. And no doubt you have a troubling love within your body, warring against, and it is so strong, always defeats you and captures you, puts you into captivity. But you have to shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Why? Because in your spirit, who is here and what is here? In my spirit, the love of the spirit of life is here. It is this love that frees me. Frees me by what way? By the super way. <laughs> you know, in the ancient fighting, suppose we as an army surrounded by the enemy, we have to fight through. But in the modern fighting, if we would be surrounded by the enemy, there's no need for us to fight through. We have a way <laughs> up. Okay, little Satan, compare with me, you are so powerful. But don't you know, I have a wonderful God who is in my spirit, who is also in the third heavens. Little Satan, I don't need to fight through. I just don't need to fight through. I just praise the Lord, I'm in the third heavens. Satan, you are under my feet. I'm afraid. Hallelujah. You know, formerly, when I didn't know this, you know what I did? I would struggle. My, be careful. Don't lose your temper. Oh, be careful. Oh, Lord, help me, Lord. <laughs> I'm struggling to fed through. Eventually, we all know the story. At the beginning, I'm trying the best to keep my temper. After 30 minutes, I would lose the biggest temper. <laughs> I struggled to fed through rather, I got defeated. Tonight, let me tell you, that is the wrong strategy. That is not the modern strategy in the fighting. That was too old. Today we do have a new strategy. When you will be surrounded by your enemy, Amen! Right away, you are there. Transcendent. Ron, I really love the sound of this last word 
that Witness Lee spoke here? Transcendent. I believe it means to rise above. Is that correct, Ron? Yes, to transcend is to be lifted quite far above the particular plane we are on. So something that transcends is far above, far higher. And the use of this word transcend in this context and the message given by Brother Lee is experiential. And the situation is when we are in this subjective condemnation, we're just surrounded by negative things. And the enemy can attack and he can accuse and we're condemning ourselves. And our tendency might be to attempt to fight our way through this. But that is not the way of release. We are surrounded. So we don't need to expend the effort in vain to fight our way through. We need to be lifted above it. We need to transcend it. And that happens when we realize that Christ is victor, that he is the Lord on the throne. He is our great high priest. He is the shepherd of our soul. He is the one interceding for us. He is our Lord. And we need to turn to our spirit and thank him and especially praise him. Not try to pray our way out. We praise our way out by praying the victorious Christ, the glorious Christ, the Christ who is the Lord of heaven and earth, the Christ who is on the throne. When we praise him, we experience transcendence. We are lifted above the situation, and this is a marvelous deliverance for which we can only thank the Lord and praise him. Thank you very much, Ron, for that word. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study message. In chapter 7, the mind was independent to the spirit. Now the mind is dependent upon the spirit. In chapter 7, the mind is going out to keep the law. But now the mind is coming back to depend upon the spirit. The man doesn't care for the keeping of the law. The man said, I don't care for that. I just come to depend upon the spirit. Now we come to the last verse. The mind sat on the flesh is dead. But the mind sat on the spirit is life. Not to set the mind is the subject, but the mind itself is the subject. Amen. The mind is life. What can a mind? Not the mind going out, but the mind coming back. The man said on the spirit, is alive and peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Even the mind can be the life. The mind by itself cannot make up to keep the love of God. But the mind set upon the spirit can be life. And is life. Not only life, but life with peace. Full of enjoyment and full of rest. Peace is for rest. And life is just for enjoyment. 
no defeat, no condemnation, no bad feeling, but life and peace. This is not just a kind of doctrine. This can be fully proved by your practice. You just practice it. You will see, absolutely, the Apostle Paul didn't write anything by theory, but by his experience. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Now what? Now, so easy, so spontaneous to have the law fulfilled. You even don't need to fulfill it. It will be fulfilled spontaneously to you, subconsciously. And you didn't have any intention to fulfill that vow, yet you did it. You didn't have any intention to love your dear wife, but you love a lot, unconsciously. This is the spontaneous, automatic fulfillment of the requirement of the law by having the mind sight upon the spirit. And this is life and peace. Ron, what a contrast from the situation in chapter 7 of Romans where there was a wretched man full of sin and death and under two kinds of condemnation. But here in chapter 8, we are marvelously delivered into life and peace. But the factor to bring in this most desirable situation is to have the mind set on the spirit. In practice, Ron, what does this mean? Okay, by God's creation, human beings are tripartite, the human spirit, the soul, and the body. Because sin has come in, our body is now the body of sin and the flesh of sin. Our spirit has been regenerated and is indwelt by the life-giving spirit. We may say that our mind, as the leading part of our soul, represents us. And our mind will either cooperate with our spirit, and in this way is set on the spirit, is one with the spirit, is dependent on the spirit, relying on the spirit, obeying the spirit. When the mind is functioning in this way, we have life and peace. But when the mind is cooperating with the flesh, it is totally independent of the Lord. And when we set our mind on the flesh, what we sense is death in contrast to life, death. And both our regenerated spirit and the divine life in our regenerated spirit have a sense that enables us to determine Are we touching life or death? Are we experiencing life or death? So we need our mind to be trained to cooperate more and more with our mingled spirit. The issue will always be life and peace. Then the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will be functioning freely We will enjoy the resurrected Christ as our life abundantly. But when we are independent of the Lord by being independent of our regenerated spirit indwelt by the life-giving spirit, we will sense death with the feelings of dryness, emptiness, depression, weakness. 
as opposed to life and peace and vigor and energy and vitality and brightness. This is a central matter in our actual and practical daily walk and our daily life with the Lord. Ron, this was wonderful fellowship today. This was a priceless life study. I just want to reiterate to our listeners that this life study on chapter 8 will be followed by several more, and these are messages that you should have. We really encourage you, if you've struggled with any of these things that we've touched today, to call our toll-free number, which is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to us at Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814 or email us at radio at lsm.org You can also read these messages online at lsm.org and you can also download the messages from lsm.org both free of charge For Ron Kangas today I'm Matt Miller Thank you for joining us This program is brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher of the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. To find out more about these two 20th century New Testament ministers, we invite you to visit our website, lsm.org. There you'll find more than 600 titles from both authors available online. You can also listen to recordings of Witness Lee's spoken messages and see the full array of material that Living Stream has to offer. Again, That's lsm.org. Thank you for listening today.